This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game, it's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome back to the House of Hockey podcast. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And we're back at it again. And it's episode nine. 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 We've been doing this for nine weeks. That's like two months. Nine episodes deep. Yeah. I like it. It's awesome. We've had so, this is, ugh, I'm having a blast doing this. I am too. It's something I look forward to every week, although it is getting a bit warmer outside. It's, uh, it is the most refreshing thing of my week to be able to come up here and chat with a bunch of, there's so many different personalities that we've had on here. It's cool to kind of hear, you know, from different fans from different fan bases from teams um we've obviously had a couple podcast people up on here and today we're hearing a little bit deeper on a a culture of of hockey we are we are we're we have an interview with two gentlemen who are making a documentary film about just this love of hockey it's called for the love of puck and they really give us an inside look at hockey all around the world, men, women, hockey in Minnesota. Uh, there's a blind hockey team. There is just so much that goes on in the, the culture and lifestyle of hockey. And we had to talk to them because obviously that's what so much of what we try to do here on the podcast and share with all of you guys is is digging into this other underbelly side of the sport that we are all drawn to in some way, shape, or form. So stay tuned for that that interview. Yep. So uh, I think we should probably start this by doing our usual life update. What's yeah. what's going on with you? Okay, life update. I took a okay i think we talked about it last week where i took a virtual class for my Mm -hmm. hockey training Mm -hmm. and i and i'm gonna be really honest i was really like i was really defeated after because i just it's so new and i don't i i i I, it's hard being a (laughs) grown-up learning (laughs) something is so new and hockey is one of the hardest sports to to learn sort of period you know end of story and um i i've just sort of like i have not picked up my stick in (laughs) in in a while and i'm gonna do it today i'm gonna pick it up i'm gonna just practice some basic stuff i have the recording of my virtual class and um i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i just have to Buck up, put my big girl panties on, pick up the stick and keep practicing because that's the only way I'm going to get better. But that feeling, I mean, we've all felt that feeling of like, I just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to do this. I suck at this. Yeah. (laughs) Just throw your stick down. Literally. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's how I felt. Um, but that's something we have to overcome with anything in life, whether you're learning to play hockey in quarantine or, mm-hmm. or just taking on anything new. It's about how you persevere and how you work through those challenges. And gotcha. what about that's you? Uh, gosh, I feel like I'm like the same. I feel like there's, it's a new week, but have you ever seen the movie Happy Death Day? Yes. That's what I feel like my life is like. Although I'm not dying, I just keep reliving the same day over and over and over again. And uh, it's it's getting old a bit, but um, <laughs> no, but it, it's still all good. I mean, still working. I, I adjusted my work schedule this week. It's, it's week one of adjusting. I had to do more of like a summer hour since we were just talking our we have no AC in our uh, our area, so um, it's about 95, what I say, it was 95 degrees out today, and my room is a steady uh, 90 degrees and humid, so I have to, like, start working at 6 a.m. to be done by, like, 2-ish to not get heat stroke, so I've never been one that has ever really liked the sun. Clearly, I wear black all the time, and I... If you knew me before uh, this pandemic, I was the whitest person ever. I could be out in the sun and I can get completely red and then my skin would turn white again. No tan ever. Uh, but I've been tanning because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. So my legs are pretty dark right now, but that's about Ooh. it. So not really. I mean, I'm still white as cheese, but. Um. <laughs> white as cheese. I never uh-huh. heard that. that. Well, I'm not going to say any other word. Remember? You say white as cotton. I've never heard white as cotton. Cotton, white cotton. That's like a, there's I white think that's cheese. a phrase. But, but there's white cheese. Yeah. Swiss. I just never white heard as cheese. that. White, well, white as bread. But not all bread is white. This a lot is of people true. only eat like wheat bread. This is true. I suck at those uh, phrases. I butcher I them too. together, so I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I know. do too. Don't worry. But other than that, uh, yeah. I did. I, I planned out. Remember, I said I was going to try to go on a road trip after this whole. Oh yeah! What's the update? So we had to uh, we had to cut it down pretty short. So now I'm only going to be gone two weeks, which is still a long time. And you're going to uh, do the Pacific West Coast, right? Did we're I say that we're right? actually. I think yeah, Pacific. Yes, the West Pacific. Coast. West. Yeah. Well, we're just going to be going up to Oregon. Okay. Uh, and then heading back down through nice. like Tahoe and stuff. So it's going to be awesome, though. It's going to be great because I'm going to have my dog with me and he's perfect. He's the best, best friend ever. So the best That's friend it. anybody could ask for. What is that yep. from The Hangover? The three best friends that anybody could have. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I hear the weirdest things in my head. <laughs> well, I was brushing my teeth today, and I was like, "What? If, oh gosh, what was it? A honey badger. I was like, how did the honey badger come in my head? Where have I heard honey badger from? It's in a movie. Like, yeah, I mean, the honey badger don't give a shit or whatever is the thing. It's from some YouTube clip, right? It was some, like, like, in a movie, maybe. sure. I'm sure it was in a movie. But first of all, why did honey, what did I say? Honey badger. Why did honey badger come into my head when I was brushing my teeth? And why did I think of... I don't even really watch movies. I mean, I do, but... What's your favorite movie? Ooh. uh, I'm a big horror movie fan. So, um, I would say Halloween 
is my, I'm a big Jamie Lee Curtis fan. She's a screen queen. So Michael Myers is my favorite uh, killer. Um, hands down, I'll watch that anytime it's on. Uh, but I would say the Insidious series are probably my favorite scary movies because they're it's obviously scary. Pretty, okay. pretty, pretty scary. But I can't watch, I can't watch scary movies. I'm retired. Well, you don't like like ghosts and stuff like that. You're yeah. Like, I deal with like with that. yeah. I deal with ghosts in my real life. Like I don't need to watch a movie about it. <laughs> Is your house haunted? No, this apartment's not haunted. No. But you said you deal with ghosts in your real life. Yeah, I mean, like, oh. <laughs> I have occasionally. Oh, um, but oh like, yeah, because you lived in New Orleans. That's easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my last apartment, I I believe I had a experience of the unexplained kind. Um, oh. But uh, people are going to be like, this bitch is out of her mind. So, so I, uh, anyway, if, if people really want to hear my ghost stories, I... I can tell you them, but uh, I do. I actually really do. That might have to be. We might have to have like a specific episode that's like Ray Ray's ghost stories. Yes, yes. <laughs> or we can do like a, a segment in the show yeah. or something. But I, I, I believe in it. I have lots of things that have happened that are not able to be explained, and I believe that so, some people are more in tune with the other planes like not airplanes but the the planes of in which energy exists on and i think deep into it yeah so i I, (laughs) that's my thoughts but what i wanted to say about halloween being your favorite movie when i was the shining is my favorite movie okay let's get that straight i forgot shine is my favorite halloween oh yeah okay michael myers i'm in so when I was in eighth grade, uh-huh. our every eighth grade class was in charge of the school's Halloween party. And we okay. got to do the haunted house and the games and like that class every year they had to do it. And okay. we had a super creative, talented um, bunch of people that were all into performing in my mm-hmm. eighth grade class. There's like 30 of us, but yeah. It really was like we, there were so many of us who just loved to like sing and dance and act and perform. And mm-hmm. we decided, I don't remember who, but we recreated the Halloween scene where Mike Myers is standing outside of the school with the uh-huh. knife uh-huh. stalking, I don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis's kid brother or sister or whatever we recreated this halloween movie we filmed the whole thing one of Uh the kids he edited this video on vhs tape and then i was the host naturally at the Uh the haunted house in our school where like yeah there was a room and i was the host that welcomed you to the haunted house and we played the video for every tour and then they like went into the thing anyway i haven't thought about that in forever and i don't know where the hell that video is but it exists somewhere um but my favorite movie i'm a comedy person and i like classic comedies so i would say my cousin Vinny is probably my favorite funny movie that I can watch over and over. Those are my baselines for like uh-huh. deciding what is my favorite is if okay. it makes me laugh again, even though uh-huh. I've seen it uh, like a hundred times <laughs> yeah. and can recite it word for word. 
but like that one, Bull Durham, and like my big fat Greek wedding are oh, probably yeah, that was funny. my top that was movies. Funny. Well, you said you created, it wasn't a video, your haunted house, right? Or well, was, so yeah, it wasn't a video, like, right? A video that like I played that set up the story for the haunted house. We were like, we were deep in this creative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took video production in high school. So I loved it. I actually wanted to be a videographer and I wanted to go on tour and like film like bands and stuff like that, just cause that's what I was into. <clears throat> but so I took video production for, it was my, it was all four years. I was in, I was in high school and by the fourth year, obviously it was, there was, there was a group of, I think it was like six or seven of us that were like the top priority of like the class just cause same teacher the whole entire time historian. And our senior project we all decided to make a horror movie so it was really cool so and we actually it was so weird like he ended up like getting us out of classes so we can like continue to keep filming our movie and it uh it was pretty good it, it actually was kind of scary but i had this i was in charge of the smoke machine at one point and i wanted it to be really sketchy right well I was a little too sketchy and I set off the fire alarm and the whole entire school had to go outside for an hour until they figured out where the fire alarm came from. I did it that. You. It was me, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't say anything. Like it was a part of a project. Like I didn't get in trouble, but Wait, the firefighters why didn't you came. Say something like, Hey, it probably came. Cause from my teacher was machine. like, my teacher was like, Oh, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, I think it was a smoke machine. And he goes, Oh, Oh, it's okay. It's not my fault. I told my teacher. My teacher didn't tell anybody else. I'm fine. You're yeah. You did the right thing. I did. You alerted an authority. I you, did. You but caused the whole the school, school to, to go for an hour. Oh my god! But it wasn't like I started it. I didn't pull a fire alarm. Like I didn't do anything bad. It was just a smoke machine. Right. So yeah. Right. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. No, that's not bad. Oh. It's not bad at all. My it's, movie was great. Everything for the movie. That's all you had to do. Have you ever had any weird uh, celebrity run-ins in LA? I get asked this question all the time because I live in LA. Yeah. Do you get yeah, this I question get from too. everybody? Like, have you ever seen a celebrity? I get it all the time. Mine is always, do you know a Kardashian? And I'm like, oh. homeboy, do you know a Kardashian? Are no. you an NBA player? No? Okay, then no. 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 Not at all. Are you a rapper? No. Am I a rapper? We've already discussed. I'm white as cheese. They don't want to come around me. <laughs> white um, as cheese. I think that <laughs> should be one of our shirts. Yeah. Your shirt quote. By the way, guys, we're working on creating a merchandise store for you. We just haven't yeah. figured out what we want to put on our on yeah. our on our gear. So white as cheese might might have to be one. Might have to be one. Um, celebrity run-ins. Oh god, well I'm a I'm a big Miley Cyrus fan. I have been ever since Hannah Montana. Um I know, I'm weird. Uh but they actually it's not okay. I'm gonna sound really stalkerish, but I so she used to live uh in Toluca Lake. And there's a restaurant out there that I used to go to all the time and like I love Toluca Lake. I love the housing track, like and it's just such like a nice low key like area that like I'd go and like I take my dog my friend and my dog would come and we'd go like take a little walk around the neighborhood whatever and Liam Hemsworth at the time was just starting to date 
Smiley. <clears throat> so I was, I was walking my dog and, um, it's my other dog. He, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he, I would only walk him to the street because he would sniff everything. He was a big white lab. So obviously he walks in the street, he's go to the bathroom and he used to go number two twice on every walk. That was just his thing. So he did his number two in the street. Well, I didn't have a bag with me. It was in the car. I forgot it. So my friend went to go get the bag out of the car. So I, I brought my dog to the, the curb. Well, here comes Liam Hemsworth and he ran over my dog's poop in his <laughs> brand new Beamer. But it wasn't really a run in, but he did run over my dog. I think that was probably the most memorable thing other than I, uh, I did run into Demi Lovato and Urban Outfitters at the Topanga Mall, and she full on knew that I like I saw her. She's trying to be all undercover, and I was like, and she's all, <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's super random. The Demi mm-hmm. Lovato thing. It was really weird. It was really because like we made like awkward eye contact, uh-huh. and it was like, I know who you are. She goes, I know you know who I am, but like I wasn't gonna say anything. Like I'm not that kind of no. person. But it was like once you see someone in in public that like it's like a big star like you it's hard to like not like constantly like look over at them you know yeah 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 what about you I think the weirdest one is with Steve Carell I haven't told this story (laughs) have I uh no okay so I okay okay first of all let me preface I interview celebrities and people mm-hmm. of, of that world all the time. And when I'm in that yeah. space, it's work. And I'm, I don't freak out. It's all very normal to me. But when right. I see celebrities in my like real life, which yeah. is like just going to CVS, yeah. I, my brain like can't compute that. Okay. So I now have a rule that if I see a celebrity out in public i do not engage that is my Mm -hmm. hard fast rule okay do not engage do not engage um so i went to cvs i'm picking up my makeup whatever stuff i need i'm walking down the aisles i see this guy in a baseball hat and i'm like oh i think i know him because that's what happens when i see a celebrity i think i know them yeah. Because I, I, maybe I have interviewed them. Maybe right. I haven't. I, I, it throws me off. And I'm like, hmm, how do I know that person? And then I was like, oh, that's Steve Carell. Cool. I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to make his day and just say how much I love his movies. Because oh, I was boy. like, I, I thought I could do that at yeah. this point. This was uh-huh. like six years ago for the oh. record. Okay. And we're in line. He's in line behind me. I'm like, no, don't say anything. Don't. No, say something. No, don't say something. No, say something. (laughs) I check out and I say, I'm going to just say something. And I turn around and I just go, I go kind of quietly because there's people. And I say, I just want to say, I really love your movies. They they really make me laugh. Thanks. And he's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, thank you 
I mean, you're what you, yeah, you're welcome. Okay, bye bye. And I just like, walked away. I was oh, like, no. I completely was like not prepared for the response. I had prepared yeah. what I was going to say. And I just said thank you to him for saying thank you. No, the response is you're welcome. <laughs> Have a great day. Goodbye. And I just turned around and I walked out and I was like, never, oh, no. never again, Rachel. Never again. Do not engage. Well, do you have a celebrity crush now that you've, uh... No. 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 Not one? No. Your eyes lit up when I said Liam Hemsworth. Are you really going to say that Liam Hemsworth isn't your crush? No. Aw. No. Wait, you said no. You're not going to confirm? No. (laughs) No, he is not my crush. No, no. I don't, I don't. I don't no 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 real crushes I wouldn't because it's also like I would never really want to date them so there's no fun in like picking or like a hockey player crush is like another thing because like I would I would I would be more inclined to date a professional hockey player than I would an actor or yeah. celebrity. <clears throat> gotcha. But that's as far as I'll go with that. I don't gotcha. I don't know celebrity crush. What about you? I don't have I don't really have one. Uh well I guess I it would have to be through genre. I mean it's movie true. star? Movie star hands down Chris Evans. I mean just look at the guy. <laughs> Captain America, come on. He's very clean cut classic looking. Yes. He's very great. Very great. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Char- Charlie Hunnam. H- Hunnam Hunnam what from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I never watched that. My dad worked on it. I actually filmed out here. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but he's pretty. Okay, I'll have to maybe, look Maybe his just character on the show is somebody I'm interested in. Maybe. I don't know what he's like in real life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's cute. So his character. Yeah. You got a yeah. celebrity crush on his character. I, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, because we don't know what these people are like in real life. No. Yeah. But I hear Chris Evans is a real good guy. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, just kidding. I don't know. Who knows? I'm watching this stupid Out of the Shadows documentary. I don't believe anything anymore. Okay. I'm doomed. Yeah, we're all doomed. The world's yep. ending. There's like killer hornets. We've got to coronavirus we're in lockdown in a pandemic i mean yeah what else is on i I shouldn't even say that because we don't want to add anything to the list (laughs) i'm good i'm good oh good uh i want to remind everybody before i think we're gonna get into the interview but if you have a hockey story of you meeting an nhl player uh, past or present we want to hear your story and we have a phone number we've had a bunch of people call and tell us their stories I'm so excited um, we're gonna play uh, one for you after I stop talking but thank you everybody for calling um, you can call our number 323-438-2648 just tell us your name and tell us the NHL player and the team they played for and then just tell us your story in five minutes or less and leave it on the voicemail and here is this week's 
fan NHL player story. This is Kathy Wolf, and this story is about meeting Douglas Murray of the San Jose Sharks. And this goes back several years, but he had become my biggest Sharks crush, and there hadn't been a lot of opportunities for me to meet him. But the next opportunity that came up was at um, the annual blood drive that the Sharks host, like usually around every January. And at the time, it was a game day, and game day practices were held at the tank. So part of um, going down to the blood drive was getting to watch the boys actually have practice um, on home ice uh, before the big game that night. So I attended, and one thing we've learned over the years about the blood drive, especially when the boys are at the tank, is to try and time your blood donation where you're sitting in the chairs when the boys come up to greet everyone and say hello, and they usually walk around and say hello to the people that are in the middle of their donation. So timing seemed to be working out all right, um, and I was in the chair getting my blood pressure taken, my pulse, all that kind of stuff, and unexpectedly, um, I see Douglas Murray walk out. He had come up. I wasn't in the chairs yet, and I was both excited and panicked, and the nurse just was in shock because she had to stop me and she's all, oh my God, your blood pressure just skyrocketed. Are you okay? And it was because I had seen Douglas Murray and I was panicked that I was going to miss out on meeting him. So I told her what the problem was. She told me, oh, just take a picture. And I'm like, no, I have to take a picture with him. So she had to wait till I calmed down until she could put me in the chair. <laughs> when I finally got in the chair, he had already gone by that section. And so I was sad panda. Um, but what I didn't know at the time is that the last person he greeted in that area was my friend Jenny, and she was having him sign her jersey, and she realized that I had missed him. So what I didn't know is that she had told him that I had come to meet him and that I had missed him, and he said, where is she? So um, my head was down because I was really sad, <laughs> and all of a sudden um, I hear this, are you Kathy? And I look up, and it's Douglas Murray. And so she had told him, you know, all about how I really wanted to meet him and had missed him. And he came right over, and there was um, a representative with him who was taking pictures. And so he proceeded to um, come on over and squeeze in real close to me and take a picture. And I had the biggest smile on my face ever. And it was uh, it was a very nice memory. He stayed to chat with me for a minute or two before um, heading out. What a great story. And we know there are so many other amazing stories out there of fans like you interacting with NHL players, either past or present. And if you have a story that you want to share with us here on the podcast, we would love to hear it. You can just call our phone number 323-438-2648. Again, 323-438-2648. 2648. State your name, state the NHL player and the team they play for, and then tell us the story in your own words in five minutes or less. And that's it. Speaking of players and jerseys, if you are a hockey jersey lover, do you need a new jersey? You need a new jersey. We always need a new jersey. And what about winning a cool hockey gift card? Yeah, you can win a coolhockey.com gift card from us. Um, We're giving away on the network, the Hockey Podcast Network, um, chances to win a $175 Cool Hockey gift card. All you have to do from May 1st to June 1st is buy a jersey, any jersey you want, 
through our link, you'll be automatically entered into the drawing to win that $175 Cool Hockey gift card. You just go to coolhockey.com slash THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. And um, yeah, buy a jersey. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs a new jersey, right? Oh, yeah. Plus, if you get to win a $175 gift card on top of just buying it, I mean, you could buy yourself two jerseys if you wanted to. Uh, and on top of that, you can also use code THPN for 30% off of your jersey at coolhockey.com, which is equivalent to about 75 bucks off. So go to coolhockey.com slash THPN, uh, order your jersey with code THPN again for 30% off and be entered in to win 175 bucks from coolhockey.com. Yeah, that's like two jerseys for the price of one, basically, if you win if you win the gift card. Yeah. And thirty percent off, that's a ton off of a hockey jersey. That is yeah. that's as good as it gets, baby, as far that's as a good deal. jerseys go. And they have everything. You can get customized jerseys. I was looking and I thought, well, maybe I should just get a custom jersey because Ooh. that'd be really cool. But then I got sucked. Then I got into my anxiety spiral of like, but what number do I put on and what color yeah. do I get? And what name do I put on? And I was like, okay, I can't think about this right now. <laughs> we should make custom house of hockey jerseys. That would be sick. Yeah. But I don't know if other, do you think all the people listening would buy that if we like made that? Absolutely that not. It would, no, just for you and me. No, it would just be for us. Okay. Yeah. Just for us. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. All I right. Mean, if someone wants to buy it, that's cool too. But <laughs> yeah, let us know uh, when we put in our order. Let we'll us put know. one in for you. <laughs> yeah, limited edition. Limited edition. <laughs> All right, let's send it on over to this week's interview. Welcome from the state of hockey, Minnesota. For those of you who don't know, please welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, Kaz Semlak and Adam Howard. They are the co-creators of the upcoming documentary film, For the Love of Puck. And Joe Malore is their cinematographer. We have to give him a shout out as well. But welcome, Kaz and Adam. Welcome to our house. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Having us. Of course, we're very excited at hearing that anybody is doing a documentary about the love of hockey, which both Breezy and I love hockey, uh, and everybody who listens obviously does, uh, is a no-brainer. So before we dive into the how you guys got started with the documentary, why don't you guys tell us just briefly a little bit about your both of your backgrounds of either playing hockey or, or your love of hockey. And then I think that will sort of segue into the documentary talk. I am, I'm a lifelong hockey player. Um, started playing when I was, oh, I must've been three or four. So basically I've played all my life, which now that means about 36, 37 ish years of, of playing. Um, just love the sport, love the culture. Um, I think the culture piece is something that kind of came to me and maybe both me and Kaz a, a little bit later, you know, as we were playing ad adult league hockey, we started to realize, you know, that the, there's just something different and unique about the hockey community. So th that's sort of what led us to wanting to do the documentary. Similar, I started a little bit later than Adam, five. Um. <laughs> and it, it, that, it shows. <laughs> you, you, you can chirp them all you want, chirp away. Yeah. I don't know. We we should do some sort of 
carry and tell sort of thing. Video <laughs> something. I don't know. But yeah, I started about five years old. I mean, everywhere, obviously Minnesota, there's lakes everywhere. It's just, I don't think I've taken a break from hockey this long my entire life um, ever. So I just, growing up in Minnesota, just about everybody plays, it feels like, but it, you know, it's, we're kind of lucky that way. But uh, yeah, so, and the culture thing is true. I, I mean, I think as you grow up, you just start to learn hockey. You start to want to, you know, play different levels, trying to be better, you know, watching kids around you that are better or you think they're better. And that's kind of like the motivation that you, you want to do things better. But I think as you get to a point where you don't, Realize, you realize you're probably not going to be in the NHL. I, I mean, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. So when you start, when that point comes around in your life and you start to realize that maybe you're not going to be in the NHL, you start to realize that there's something more to it. And I think Adam and I actually, I, I played uh, hockey with his brother, um, who was a little bit older than Adam, a year younger than me. And he was always around at the rink, and, you know, on the Huey level and that. And, we reconnected later on in life and we started a team. And then ever since then, we've basically been playing with each other every year, just about every Tuesday for the last 15 plus years. Play a lot. Right now I play four times a week and coach and whatever else I can do, at least four times a week. And the winter it's more just getting out on the, you know, the outdoor ice and stuff is a lot too, so. Right. Yeah. So and how that, did the idea of, uh, to start your documentary kind of start up? it started with an idea of like capturing you know the locker room and the kind of the characters we play with which you know they're they're vast and as we started doing that we, we got into this thing where we, we start we did this trip to Europe and it was a 10 day long trip to Europe we spent seven of those days playing hockey and traveling across to Germany um, Austria Switzerland Italy played hockey in all those areas and we thought well, why don't we make a movie of that? You know, mm -hmm. why don't we document that and make that into a film? There's something about the connection of hockey. So that idea morphed into a, um, you know, the hockey connections, the culture of hockey, what that's about. And I think, and when anyone who's played or been involved with the sport kind of understands that that is a real thing. And, yeah. you know, so that got to be more interesting to us. And we thought, you know, this is really what, I think it's missing or what we thought was missing with, you know, documentaries or, you know, hockey in general is there's a ton of stories of professional players and, you know, how they got started and all that stuff. But, you know, we thought, what about the common person who lives for the sport no matter what, you know, what, what about the person who's plays one time a week, but it's still like the thing that they look forward to all the time. I think we kind of always knew there was something really special going on. You know, why, why are we so addicted to this sport? Obviously we're not unique. There, there's gotta be these, these people exist everywhere in every locker room, to, you know, to, to some degree um, across the state, across the country, you know, and then we started looking at, well, with this trip to Europe, let's, you know, we're going to, we're going to have the opportunity to hang out with these people. So let's, let's find, let's put together a production crew. Let's turn the cameras on and, and let's explore that. I mean, we had some guys uh, from the UK on and they're kind of explaining how hard it was to find rinks nearby because it's so sporadic and how hockey really doesn't exist in the UK. Did you find it kind of hard to, to find rinks or, or anything or even just hockey fans while traveling through Europe? We didn't know what to expect. And I think once we got over there, yeah, it's, it's not as easy to find. I mean, we, 
as Minnesotans live in a hotbed of hockey. I mean, you just yeah. cannot go. I mean, there are so many rinks around here and so many leagues and just things happening regarding hockey. Well, I think that the, what you realize when you go over there is that it is a lot more difficult for those people. And they're just blown away by the fact that, you know, Adam and I can drive a minute away and run into five different rinks <laughs> and jump into, I mean. You could just walk out in your back backyard. You can play on a pond so and you can skate, play what? Skate right years. out the front door. <laughs> Do you have a story you guys uh, can share about your time in Europe or um, one of the pieces you captured that you really found interesting that you want to share? One um, city that sticks out to me was when we were in uh, Innsbruck, Austria. Um, we played at a really cool rink and we, we play, it, it was, it was, it was nice because we were on basically a seven day hockey tour, which, you know, felt awesome. It was really, you know, we were with our team traveling by bus, staying in hotels, you know, sort of living like, you know, a professional hockey team or something, you know, we're just getting that experience. But um, when we got to Innsbruck, we stayed at a hotel for two nights. So we got to get settled a little bit and the rank was, uh, directly across the street from the hotel so we played two different teams from Innsbruck and I can't even tell them apart because of how um, like just welcoming they were I mean the, everybody over there was just such gracious hosts but they gave us some cool interviews just really really fun guys and and each one was you know sort of unique and different one guy was in a band and and all this stuff you know which is exactly what we wanted to look at you know just a variety of people in each location that we go to you know we don't want to just focus on on people like us we we want to show that there's this you know breadth you know wide, wide variety of people within the, the hockey community so we, we saw it there but you know that that continued on into they'd give each team that we played they delivered us beer to the locker room a lot of the teams <laughs> brought food these guys from Innsbruck they took us out I think it was a work night for them and they took yeah, us out to this bar day. and they were just they were just sitting there with us and <laughs> making sure that we had a good time like the one guy was just sticking it to the end. He's like, yeah, I got to work at, you know, 7 a.m. I'm like, buddy, you can go. I mean, it's cool. I, I've been at a bar before. We're good. He stayed there. He danced. He, you know, like Adam said, he didn't drink much. You know, just hung out. Just dead set on making sure we had a great time. And one of my favorite stories is we went to, uh, there's Enzel, Germany. Right? Enzel? Yeah. Yeah, the facility there is a Olympic training facility. So the rink itself was inside of a huge uh, speed skating oval. So at the time there was, um, I think like seven different international speed skating teams training while we were there kind of. Wow. It was yeah. pretty, quite the setting. I mean, you're watching real Olympic athletes like going after their, their passion. In the meantime, we're getting ready for our beer league game. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, against the against the team called the oldies and for good reason these guys are they're up there in age we just reconnected with one of the guys joseph who is he's just awesome character but he's 70 years old so wow. yeah yeah they're super they're awesome awesome group super fun super competitive they they wanted to they wanted to win i think every team we played really had a lot of heart that um they really wanted to win they didn't most of the time yeah. No, <laughs> everyone undefeated. One game we lost. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, so, um, was there like a language barrier at all on the ice, or were they chirping you in other in other words? <laughs> okay, so there definitely was some chirping going on because um, you, you know it's hockey, so you're definitely you no. Know, we're all competitive too. You want to have a fun time, but there's 
you know, there is some competitiveness out there, obviously. I mean, some of those guys were ex-pros. The oldies had about three guys that played ex-European pro hockey, and they were pretty decent players. But yeah. they're, just, they're just older, and, you know, the we had some women on our team that played that uh, one guy I made mention that he wanted so bad to, you know, you're still playing rough and a little bit, and he ended up taking down one of the girls in the, in the corner, and he felt really bad about that. But, you know, it's – I think the girls that we play with don't mind that at all. They like, you know, it's hockey. It's yeah, it's if hockey. Playing boys, yeah. If you're playing with yeah. the boys, I mean, you got to take it as yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. you have to. And and I think it would be more insulting if somebody you know let up and didn't play mm-hmm. hockey right. the way exactly. you know the way you're supposed to. Yeah, that that would be the mentality of the women that we traveled with, and they're they're like, all they're all incredible players. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like if I was gonna take a hip check, I'd want it full force, not not <laughs> yeah. offsies. At that same arena, that's where we got served one of the greatest meals I had on the oh, trip. God. One of one of the guys on that oldies team, he was he's a butcher, so they brought food and you know, they brought this meat and hot meat and a cooler and bread after the game they brought a bunch of beer nice. and they they served up some sandwiches and we just sat there and hung out with them and interviewed How much beer number- we had in that thing they brought so much beer i just remember them i think we brought beer that out, like, a, like a two-wheel dolly full of beer oh yeah. my God. and they it don't have insane. white beer out there right i mean oh. this was no it's those crates of glass bottles you know yeah. that's what we're drinking every time um it was it was so much fun. Those guys were just yeah. making sandwiches for us fresh, and just it was amazing. So I had talked to Kaz a little bit um, beforehand, and he gave me some insight on the documentary and a couple of the people you featured. So why mm-hmm. don't you tell us about that female goalie and how you met her and what makes her really unique and her story that'll be shown in the documentary? You know, I said, I'm just going to re- start reaching out on Instagram to a couple of people. I searched goalie hashtag or something. First two people came up were female goalies. So I messaged both of them. And that was Thursday night at like, I don't know, maybe midnight, maybe even after that. And just kind of went passing. Well, the next day at noon, uh, Tara had, both of them contacted me back right away. But Tara contacted Yeah, what's her name? Tara, Tara Trilar. Yeah. She's um, amazing person, but she, um, she contacted me right away said, I'm into it, let's do it. And she literally had her deposit in by noon the wow. next day. So like, within 12 hours, she had put down her deposit, said, I play and has never met us. I mean, was like, I'm in, this yeah. is amazing, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, this girl looks solid in the net. I mean, she did. Yeah, she's five foot one and, you know, she's got she's got the attitude that maybe you would expect because I think she's, probably heard no a lot you know throughout her life you know just in, especially playing goalie uh, you know no you know you're too small blah 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 so I think that stuff really fuels her I mean that's part of her personality just you know tell me I can't do something I'm going to prove you wrong yeah. she she lives to play hockey I think that's just part of her life and that's what we want to show in the documentary is that she basically lives with her gear in her car the whole point of the documentary you know the, the basic premise is we feel like hockey connects people in such an interesting way or unique way that if you meet somebody if this sport brings us together there's this instant connection you know we're instant friends and so we've we've proved it with them and with everybody that we talk to you know there's just something you could say maybe the same thing exists within other sports but i've played mm-hmm. other sports and i you know, I, I firmly believe that it is different. And you said a variety of people. Now you did a, a blind team as well. Yeah, we were in um, Toronto. Uh, 
just right before this Corona thing hit. It's a Canadian Blind Hockey um, Association, and um, just an amazing group of, I mean, adults for one that dedicate a lot of time and effort to these um, kids to just get out every week and skate and. Um, and, I mean, uh, that's just like, I just want to reiterate what we just said, because I blind <laughs> right, hockey, I know. they cannot see, yeah. and to play any sport without being able to see is immensely hard, but mm -hmm. to play hockey, how do they do that? Well, I think, you know, just to reiterate what we've been talking about is these people, these kids are just hockey players. They look forward to it every week. I mean, mm -hmm. that's... So you just got to realize that there's, they connected with a sport, you know, slightly different way than we did. Some of them, you know, connected with it like we did, but bottom line is <clears throat> they made that connection and, and they play once, maybe twice a week. And yep. you hear from these kids and they, they will tell you my one day a week, my whole week, those, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. Yep. And, that is the feeling of everybody that I know of, and I think, the, I think the important part of that story is, yeah, they're just they're just they're just hockey players. They, mm -hmm. they want to be seen as hockey players. Um, the way they do it's a little different, but I I had no idea going into it. Just like, how does this sport work if you are visually impaired? And uh, yeah, the, you know, they have this big a big puck. I, I didn't get a close look at it, but it's I think it's kind of metal, and there's like ball bearings in it. Of course, it, you know it has to make noise for them mm -hmm. to be able to tr to track it. And uh, I think they told us that the goalies are a hundred percent blind. So when when the team with the puck enters their that zone, the referees give the goalie like they have like a little contraption that like sends them a like you know buzzes them basically oh, like hey geez. you know start to be prepared for a shot, which is just mind blowing to me. It's like That's you know crazy. how does this how does this work? What is it that makes hockey and the community around hockey so different like what's that one thread about this particular sport that is so different from all the others that you are exploring with your film and I know Breezy and I are trying to explore that here as well with all the people we interview on the house of hockey um, but in your guys's opinion like what is that tangible thing or is it not a tangible thing it, I, well, maybe it's not tangible, or but put it, it in but words it, in some it, way. It, but yeah, it certainly. It, I I believe that it exists. You know that that there is just something different about hockey, um, and may, maybe part of it is because it's a sport that you can play into you know your adult years and, and beyond. Like we're saying, you know, we played the guy in Germany who's seventy years old, and there's no sign of him slowing down really. Um, so. And you can't you can't really do that with other sports. I mean, soccer to a certain degree. I've I've played some soccer as an adult, but I just you know I kind of cringe when that's going on with people who are like 35 years and older. It's just like somebody's going to get severely injured out here. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Softball, yeah, you know, it, but that's to me that's a that's a lame attempt at trying to keep the, you know keep the baseball passion going. I mean, it's just not the same game. You're throwing the ball underhand, you know, for for starters, um, and then everything else you can't really do. I mean, football, no, nope. basketball, no. Nope. So you know, so hockey is one thing that you can continue to do at a pretty high level. I'd say. I mean, I I think we still actually play hockey at a pretty high level. We play the game the right way, whatever, you know, we respect it. And you can go out there with 20, you know, 20 people 
drop the puck and and the game happens the way I feel like it should on top of that I, th- I think maybe one of the reasons is the you know the, you still get the locker room atmosphere in in hockey you don't get that in those other sports you know so that doesn't really change from youth to NHL to you know beer league the fact that you that you wait is that be... because it just takes so damn long to get ready in <laughs> hockey is and like you spend just like that much more time in the locker no, room putting everything to, on i don't get to the rink until about 10 minutes before so yeah please. all right so then my theory is out the fucking window but, all right but... <laughs> hockey i think my experience with sports growing up in a play just about everything I feel like is it's to me one of the one sports that you really can't be an individual there's something about the team I mean it's it's a battle all the time it's a it's a series of battles there's redemption at all different levels on the ice there's ways to win a game no matter if you won the game or if you won those small battles it's I always look at it as you know the series of small battles and as you know as a coach and being coached you've heard that all the time is you win the small battle in a hockey game more, you win the majority of the small battles, you're going to win the big battle. But you still have those rewarding things you do on the ice that, you know, I'll, I'll say there's, you're constantly get rewarded in every different level. Like, chuck the puck away, you made a good pass, you made a good shot. But you're, you're always looking at, at all the other players doing the same thing. I think that it, it's so easy to encourage each other in so many different ways. And, you know, I don't know, there's just some humongous team connection mm-hmm. aspect of it on top of that the social aspect like adam said the, the locker room connection you're getting that extra time to talk to people you're recounting the game you're able to recount all those different things it's not just we won or lost do you remember when i passed it here do you remember when you know i took the puck away here that one slap shot i blocked this you know all those different things happen in a series of one game and i think all those little it's like a big story it's a bunch of little stories and one big story. Every game feels like mm-hmm. that to me, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. It's- and it's and it's and it's fast and it's aggressive, but I think that's a good point that Kaz makes. That yeah, it's uh, you know, indiv- all these little battles that uh, build up to a, a bigger battle, meaning meaning the game, and and maybe it is just you know, it's a it's a game that you really, it's a sport that you really have to play for your teammate. It's what you do, you know, away from the puck and coming to people, you know coming to people's defense and, and helping your teammates you do that in other sports too but um you know hockey's one where i think you probably that's a little bit more or maybe a lot more prevalent so yeah yeah it's i don't know we just I, the game is unique the people are unique the culture is unique so tell us what's like the next step or the next uh thing you need to do to to get the film done and and out for all of us to see yeah so Right now, obviously, we're facing a bit of a challenge, you know, with what's what's going on with the coronavirus. Um, we still have um, quite a bit to film in the Twin Cities, doing some video calls um, with some people that we met along the way to just kind of incorporate COVID-19, you know, in, into the storyline and, and not ignore it and just say, you know, this is something that happened right in the middle of us making this documentary. So we're going to, we're going to capture that because it's such a significant moment in, you know, society and, and history. So yeah, I yeah. like the real time aspect of this too. That's just happening like literally right now at the end of our thing. I mean, it's just kind of, right. we don't have to make this up. We don't have to go back and interview people. It's like, this is literally what's happening right now. And obviously there's bigger global issues than hockey, but you follow Instagram or any of those things. There's, it's, I mean, 
Well, I'm a per perfect example. I mean, I literally skate. I skate more than Adam, and lately it's been a little less, but I, I'm at the rink all the time. So my first week of this happening, being home, I bought another net. I bought every possible street hockey device I could figure out to buy. Um, you know, things I mean, delivered to my house, and I'm like, oh, what, what did I buy? Because <laughs> you know, I got to do something. I'm like looking at yeah. this all going, I want to get out there and just roll around and I mean, yeah. I have never played hockey and this virus has inspired me to start learning to play hockey in my studio size apartment. So yeah. you don't know, you don't know what kind of stories are going to come and where your docker documentary is going to take you. So yeah. it's just, yeah. we, we don't know the, the full effects of everything that's, that's happening and how long and, you yeah. know, just being mm -hmm. open to where the story leads you is is the way to go but can we ask you guys uh a little bit about your just some fun stuff with um who's your nhl team that you guys support or cheer for do you not or do you more like the player supporters uh i mean i would say the wild are my team but i'm not i'm not super passionate about the wild i i, I love watching the nhl i what i do is and uh nbc sn they do a great job. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what days they put, play these games, but they're always playing like Capitals, Penguins, Penguins, Flyers, you know, just these great matchups, you know, some of the matchups out, you know, just give me a good NHL matchup. That's what I'm into. But yeah, the, the Wild are my team. But, you know, I mean, the North Stars were my team. Um, I, we were very right. young when they left the state and, and <laughs> that still, you know, the Wild still just feels sort of contrived to me, but but I'll still watch them. And, and I think a, a wild playoff run, I mean, I'd get very yeah. excited about that. That would be, that'd be incredible. So yeah. yeah. Kaz, what about you? Um, yeah. I shockingly don't watch or care about sports at all. Um, I think maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just connecting this right now, but the fact that the Dark Stars left Minnesota at a young age, maybe that affected me. <laughs> Sounds like it. Really We're gonna get somewhere real, real deep with Kaz right now. This yeah, is gonna be yeah. emotional. This is the emotional part of this conversation. But, um, yeah, so I do. I love the Wild. I really want them to win. I really want a Minnesota sport team to win. Mm -hmm. A little passion for the Blackhawks and the yes. Bruins. Yeah. Um, Not I the just, Bruins for me though. Blackhawks, yes. I, yes. I, I dig that team. I do. Hell I like, yeah. I just, yeah, the, the, I think like any of those teams that really have like a real rooted type of hockey past, um, I feel emotionally for the Maple Leafs. I, I like that team for other reasons, but yeah, that I guess hockey wise, those, that's, those are my teams, but I, I watched a while now, my, my fiance got the package on Hulu where he can watch the sports mm -hmm. and I would never bought that. But since she bought it, we do sit around and she likes watching. And I, I enjoy seeing what they're watching. So yeah, it's, I get so emotional over watching it. Like, you know, especially after the, I mean, I can't handle it, man. Like sometimes the, that run where the, the wild lost to the penguins a long time ago, just, or the nurse stars lost to the penguins. Oh yeah. 91, that just crushed me, man. <laughs> you're just, you were just too emotionally distraught. You're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. My mom literally took the Vikings away from me when I was younger. She said, you cannot watch this anymore. I don't blame her. That's like being a Bears fan. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get like, it. You cannot watch us anymore. I'm like, I know, it just racked me for days. But anyway. That's funny. <laughs> so do you guys have like a favorite hunk of hockey? 
a favorite honk. Yeah. Like a man crush. Yeah, like a man crush. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I got a bunch of those. <laughs> Who? Give us a name. I mean, Give us your top. Okay. Well, Shea Weber. I've been. I've been um, defensively attracted to him as well as physically attracted to him. For many years. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you guys kind of resemble each other. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take that. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, him and obviously um, my latest inspiration, and obviously for years, is Jeremy Yager. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. is a beast. Oh yeah, he's forty-seven yeah. now, I think, or forty-three. So yeah, I just look at like, well, if you know, obviously he's had a lot more opportunity to be working out and being on doing things, but I'm like, I literally have no excuse at this point. I, you know, <laughs> bullshit. I mean, Adam, you know, what about just, you? Who's your um, home? you know, I, I, and Rachel, I, you, you're gonna like this. Um, not because he's not because I think he's a hunk, but I think his game is sexy as Patrick Kane. I just I like oh. the I like the swagger on the eyes. The way he plays is very sexy. Yeah, I like the mullet. I don't know about you guys. What's that? said I like the mullet but I don't know about you guys <laughs> that is not a turn on for me Adam yeah I mean <laughs> I I don't I'm not saying he's unattractive either I just you know the the, the I don't know the the attitude that mm-hmm. comes through the sweat oh, yeah. I'm just like that's that's pimp I, lo- I love I, it I'm definitely never gonna date Patrick Kane he would be the last on that list <laughs> There's so many sex or hockey players. Well, Sorry, and, no, I know, but sure. I, I will also, we were asking people these questions, you know, who their favorite players are and everything. And then I'd kind of follow it up with, okay, well, who's your favorite American hockey player? And he's my, he's mine with a bullet, okay. Pat, Patrick Kane. That, All right. Who is your favorite hockey lady? Both of you. Hmm. Well, let's see. Um, I could say, can I say my girlfriend? Sure. It can she be whoever. Hockey. She she won a she won a state tournament in Minnesota, which that's a big Whoa, deal. Whoa, yeah, that's yeah. huge! <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd have to cop out and say my fiance too. <laughs> not cop out. She's, you know, I feel lucky to be with her because we play together a few times a week, and I've been saying this. I'm not sure if my relationship would work <laughs> because I do play all the time at the rink, and she's been a person who's like I've, sometimes I play at like seven in the morning. She'll be wanting to wake me up and say, Kaz, you're going to be late for hockey. I mean, that's rare. You gotta, yeah. I mean, it's pretty rare. So it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm that type of level definitely her. And you know, she was the captain of her high school hockey team. So wow. I found that pretty attractive. All right. What are your guys's favorite NHL arenas or city to visit or like to go watch hockey? I guess, I guess we shouldn't limit it to the NHL because you guys have been all over and traveling. So where's your favorite place to go watch hockey? Oh man. Um, you know, I really, I really wish that Minnesota had more of a junior hockey field here. There's not a lot of that. It's a lot of high school stuff. I was just in War Road, Minnesota for the first time. Do you know much about War Road, Minnesota? No. No, War Road, Minnesota is, is a mecca. If you, if you ever get a chance to go to a town, it's not going to be super exciting, but go in the middle of a high school hockey season and watch a War Road hockey game, and you'll, you'll see real – that's a real Minnesota feel to me. I went there for the first time this year because my kid played in the tournament there and they have quite an amazing like high school rink and um, I think that feeling of being there was very cool Um, and it was actually a game 
two of the bigger teams, it was it was War Road and um, it's escaped me, Rozo. Was it no, sorry, it was Moorhead. So War Road and Moorhead were kind of like big rival teams. There's a lot of teams up there in northern Minnesota that are rival, but that's always been a good matchup. So I got lucky enough to watch a little bit of that game. But after being at that game, it was very cool. I got to go down by the locker rooms and the kids feel like pros up there. The whole town is there watching the game. Yeah. Um, so that's that was one of my favorite hockey experiences, I think. Adam, what about you? Um, I, I haven't watched hockey, like been to too many other NHL arenas, but when we were in Toronto, I was, I was dying to get into that arena. I, I think that would have been a really cool experience. We were, you know, just kind of hoping that somebody had come through with tickets for us or something. So, I mean, and then we, we went down and we were filming around the arena. I was, I was clamoring to get into, into that <laughs> rink. That would have been awesome. But now that I think about it, like, gosh, you know, maybe, maybe I should go to some of these meccas, you know, I, I think New York city, you know, oh, go yeah. to Madison square garden. I got to imagine yeah. that would be awesome. I'd love, I'd love to go to a Blackhawks game. I think that'd be, that'd you've be awesome, never but. been to a Blackhawks game. No, no. I saw that oh, the match. You guys got to get out of Minnesota more often. Come on. <laughs> we we just we just play. We don't really go and watch too often. That's true. That's and fair. How about the Met Center, Adam? How about that place what? Is pretty cool. So the, the Met, Met Center, Center the North Star Rink that they it's where the Mall of America is right now. Oh. That's where the North Stars played. They tore that down for okay. a long, huh. long time ago. They that was uh, very cool rink. they used to have awesome battles with the Blackhawks back in the day. Yeah. 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 Well, nope. go ahead. I was going to say, Mary Uchi Arena, actually, for the, for the gold course, is a very, very nice arena. That's right. That's right. It's, that place, it, that is actually probably my favorite hockey arena on earth. I, I'm, a, I'm a big um, gopher hockey fan. And it's just a, it's like big enough where it's legit, but it's small enough where it's intimate. It's just one bowl, you know, no upper deck or anything like that, nice. which I think is a really cool design. Seats like 10,000 people that way. One, you know, so which is a huge lower bowl, but yeah. um, they haven't been doing so hot attendance wise lately. So they gotta, they gotta work on that though. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys both so much for taking the time to talk to us and fill us in on your experiences that you've gotten thus far with the documentary and, and what's to come. So where can people keep up with you and keep up to date with the uh, progress of the documentary as the world, as the world turns? Fortheloveofpuck.com. And it's everything is with the number four, fortheloveofpuck.com. The Instagram is the same way, but instead of spaces, it's underscores for the love of puck. Um, Facebook, has the Facebook one doesn't have underscores, right? It's just for uh, the love yeah. of puck. But awesome. just start searching that. Number four, spell out the rest for the and, love of puck. Uh, yeah. Hit them up, guys, everybody listening, if you've got a great story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> or something interesting, you know, it's a, sure. it's an ongoing process. So thank Open you guys. So for, for hockey, you guys, anyone on the show wants to come out to Minnesota, we'll definitely show you a good time for hockey. Um, we have a couple tournaments we run. We have one in the winter. That's amazing. It's all outdoor. It's all outdoor rink. Um, Full hockey, five on five with goalies. It's called the Playground Puck at Groveland. It happens every year in Hockey Day, Minnesota. It's a great tournament. Uh, my opinion, the best tournament in Minnesota so far. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. also Wisconsin, we have one coming up, hopefully in August, if everything settles down. But we have one there called the Madison Mug. And if anyone's ever been to Madison, it's one of the best towns in the, in my opinion, the Midwest 
um, to hang out in. And the rink there is amazing. And we get the whole rink to ourselves. It's gonna be a great tournament if it happens. I'm, I'm having positive hope that it's gonna happen this year, but we'll see. We, we gotta go. Yeah, gonna be we out. gotta come. I know if the world's yeah. open, we're coming. Do you play? Do you play hockey? Me? Yeah. No, I used to play a little bit of street hockey, but that was uh, just in the front yard. So I got a I got a little setup on my room. I don't know if you can see that over there. I got a little nice. slab of fake ice, but yeah, that's pretty much the extent of, of what I do. So <laughs> pretty cool. Well, right. we, yeah. we'll we'll be back to California as soon as is humanly possible. So we'll we'll yeah. definitely make sure to catch up with both you and we'll yeah. Make- thanks for thanks for having us on. We'll make sure to show you guys a good time. I can't promise like meat in a cooler and like carts of beer, but Breezy is a pretty good uh, barbecue smoker. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure we can figure something out. So thanks guys a lot. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.